All right, welcome to The Breakdown. I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. And we've got Pastor John here with us tonight. He yeah. is here. Pastor John Gagney. I am here. Here for The Breakdown. I am here for The Breakdown. Yeah, well, so the exciting. only thing we were just saying is you didn't wear your, your gray heathered color tonight. I know, so. I know. With the black t-shirt. black t-shirt underneath. <laughs> yeah. you actually and, have and a, I don't have a goatee. You're working yeah, on the scruff, right. though. Yeah, that's what that's matters. Right. But you have an awesome shirt, genetically right. modified DNA. Thanks. It's great. Thanks. Hey, I just want to say it's good to be back. I haven't been yes, here in three it is weeks. Good to be back. Kurt. And some major props and thanks to all of our guests. Really great weeks. Yeah. The times that I weren't wasn't here, Pastor Wally, and we had Lori and Pastor Will last week. Such great dialogue. So good to be here this evening. Good to be back. And hey, so tell us a little bit about what you do at His Providence. Um, I do a couple of things. Yeah, you do. I a just lot. want to say that usually right about now, um, I'm on my way to bring one of my kids to gymnastics <laughs> and I sit in the bleachers and watch them do gymnastics. And I have my earbuds in listening to you guys Such a break down uh, the Sunday morning yeah. services. And so um, it's great to be here. Uh, I am over all of the prophetic and inner healing ministries here mm. at His Providence. Um, so uh, yielding and deliverance, um, the prayer, our intercessory prayer team, our altar team. Um, and other, any other kind of um, inner healing or prophetic type of ministries here at the church. And I also teach a class for yes, the School of the Spirit. Um, and then I'm like the third string drummer. Um, and then, uh, I don't know, a bunch of other random stuff. Yeah, so Whatever's needed. That's great. But you've been here since the inception, which neither... Yeah. Luke nor I have. So, yeah. yeah. So it's really awesome. Yeah, and I know great. that we appreciate, I know that my family has definitely been a, a beneficiaries of the ministry yeah. that you're well, bringing. I, so it's great. It's Praise awesome. God. Praise God. So yeah. on Sunday, Pastor Zach is bringing this word that we have called meat for maturity. And so he really spends, and what I like about, you know, whether you came to first or second service, you are getting something different, but you're also getting the whole package. And in first service, he really focused on that first point about milk versus meat. And then on second service, he's like, I'm not going to do it again. We're going to move into some other things. Yeah. But man, this message was so, 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 so good. And really, you're going to take us back there in a minute. Yeah, Luke. You're going to yeah. read these scriptures. So it comes from 1 Corinthians chapter three, the first seven verses. And let's just, to refresh our minds, let's just read through that. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual men, this is Paul writing, but as to men of flesh, as to infants in Christ, I gave you milk to drink, not solid food, for you were not yet able to receive it. Indeed, even now you are not yet able, for you are still fleshly. For since there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not fleshly? And are you not walking like mere men? For one says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos. Are you not mere men? Hmm. What then is Apollos, and what is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, even as the Lord gave opportunity to each one. I planted, Apollos watered, but God was causing the growth. Yeah. So Good. then neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but God causes the growth. Good. So good. So Pastor Kurt, like what's happening yeah. in, the, in this church? Well, I think to remember too, and this is one of the things we cover in School of the Spirit in our Love Letters class, to remember Paul penning these words, writing these words, he is writing a letter. We tend to read these as books. We call them books, turn to the book of so-and-so in, in our churches, but these were letters. These were real letters written to real people in a real church. And so Paul is saying, listen, I, every time I read the letter to Corinthians for me, I think carnal Corinth, carnal Corinth. And we tend to think like, oh, they're so carnal. But the truth is to be carnal is really just choosing to see and operate out of the flesh rather than to see and operate out of the spirit. And I think that's the difference of the maturity, the milk versus the meat is seeing and operating in everything through the flesh. And I'll tell you what. 
whether it's it's carnal Corinth or it's 21st century Christian culture, yeah. there's no shortage of teachers. Absolutely. We have so many teachers. You can listen to this one. You can watch this one on YouTube. You can hear from here. And, and you know, it's just so important to come back to remember you're not looking at the flesh. Paul actually says later on, we regard no one according to the yes, flesh. Yes, yeah. yes. So it's not like, oh, they're so fleshly. They're so out of control. Yeah, that was going on too, but they're just focused more on the natural and the flesh rather than what's taking place in the spirit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. And so I think what comes up a lot, and Pastor Zach says it a lot, is like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm pastoring here. We have these other prophets and pastors, but we're all... We're all children of God, yeah. and it's so important that we recognize yeah. that first and allow the Spirit to lead us. Yeah, like we're all a royal priesthood. Is, That's it. Is, yeah, First mm. Peter two nine. Um, yeah, but I just I love this message, and and um, there was some uh, really key parts about the sermon that I think that is very foundational for um, Christians of all levels. Um, from leaders all the way down to new Christians. Mm. Um, and when it talks, when it really gets into the distinction between the milk and the meat and where you're actually receiving your meal from, I think it's so important that we understand that. Um, again, no matter where you are in your walk with the Lord. Um, so uh, do you want to get into a little more about like the milk and the well, solids? Well, that's, that's the thing we yeah. want to present to you is to say, hey, how would you dialogue? How would you break down what milk is versus what meat is? Yeah, so... Um, from a leadership level, I think that there um, there are, are different areas that you can kind of press into and we can go into this and to really be able to evaluate what's milk and what's meat, as well as just from a believer. Again, no matter where um, you are in your walk with the Lord. Um, and so, uh, you know, as, as I think about this, I think about what milk is um, and how easy milk goes down. You don't need to chew it. Um, and, uh, as for a baby to be able to drink milk out of a bottle or to mm. digest it. Mm. Um, and what I kind of, um, where my mind goes with this is, um, when, when people get saved, um, many times it's a very emotional experience or there's something transformational that takes place. And, um, and what can happen is it can lead us to wanting to experience that over and over again. Um, especially in a culture that um, emphasizes experience. So true. And it Feelings. emphasizes how, yeah. Yeah, how you feel yeah. about something and our emotions come into play. Now, our emotions are not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. God gave us emotion, true. but we're not supposed to be led by yeah. those emotions. We're Absolutely. supposed to be led by our spirit. And so what it can happen though, is that for, for new believers, they can get caught um, kind of in a trap of, needing to feel a certain way. And then when they don't feel that way, they start to question their own salvation. We're standing yeah. with so, God. Yeah. And like, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so are even like with one another, right. do I even belong here? Mm. Is this, is this even worth it? Um, is God even real? Um, and so we start to base that. So now we start to seek out experiences that, um, that elevate our own, um, emotional level or, you know, if we didn't get goosebumps in a service, right. Right. Um, did God even do anything right. in yeah. that service? Right. Yeah. Um, even and, like a, a, a getting attached to a particular leader because it's like, well, this person really speaks to me. Yeah, exactly. Me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're so, my and, mouthpiece and, for God. And it talks about that, about like chasing Paul versus Apollos mm -hmm. and like, well, he's the one who feeds me or he's the one who feeds me. And like we start to rely on the preacher who makes us feel better yeah, yeah. or I like when this guy teaches instead or preaches instead because I relate to him. Mm -hmm. And so we start picking and choosing things that are easy for us That's to digest so true. Um, and stuff that makes us feel good. Yeah. And so, um, and so I, I see this even when I was down um, in the Brownsville revival for a few years, 
um, you saw um, just an extra amount of people. Um, there were people that genuinely were seeking the Lord mm -hmm. and to see transformation in their lives. But there also are a lot of people in those kind of revival type atmospheres that are seeking the experience. Yeah. So they go down to receive prayer, not to see transform real transformation in their lives, but to just have this encounter with the Lord. Yeah. And so they're like, more, more. I want more. God, I want more. And we, they keep getting filled and right. filled and filled. And then it starts overflowing. And so every time someone touches them, they're falling down or they're shaking and they're doing all this stuff. When the the true sign of maturity, even in those environments, is that that you the reason why you need more is because you've been pouring out. Yeah, yeah. And and you don't manifest every time. You don't fall down every yeah. time. Instead, as you grow in the Lord, you it's almost like you can like stand in the presence of God more. Um, instead of just do the, like, I'm going to fall down because I want to feel the goosebumps. Yeah. I want to feel like I'm floating on the ground or yeah. there's a heavy blanket on me. And like that stuff is fine. And I've experienced it. Oh, yeah. You know, and so but at the end of the day, like, where's the fruit? Mm -hmm. if, if you're being knocked down, it's usually generally understood that it's because God is trying to get you out of the way to do uh, something deeper. It's good. Wow. And it's so good. and so wow. when you stand up, something should have should shifted. Broken, shifted. Yeah. Something should have changed yeah. in right. you right. that and it brings maturity. Mm. But what happens is we get stuck in this rut or in this place of just seeking the experience. And so I would I would identify that as milk. Okay. As scripture, as teaching, as experiences that go down easy and make you feel good. Yeah. Mm. Um, then me. Now, pause on the milk okay. for a minute because right. I think we need to dialogue a little bit about this yeah. and just kind of coming to the understanding. I had two thoughts here in terms of the milk is like you said, it's not that the experience is bad. It's just that there should be something taking place yeah. from there. Yeah. And, you know, before you get into the meat, I wanted to ask you in the ministry that you're providing. You know, you said something really interesting that people would, you know, go to the altar. But even with the work that God is doing at his providence, there, there's a flocking. There's people coming. And even in the ministry that you do through the church, do you find that people show up who are just kind of seeking an experience? Or do you, do you encounter that at all? Or is it more so like people are drawn and you have to kind of do the teaching? This is where we're going to get into the meat. Yeah. So, um, so there's a really interesting dynamic at our church. Um, I don't... Um, sense that the majority of the people that come down are seeking that type of experience because it's not we we don't encounter the lord at the altars in a similar fashion that maybe other kinds of churches do or yeah. other um seasons of the church has experienced them yeah, yeah. we don't have people falling all over the place right, and shaking right. all over the place right. um and it, because at the end of the day like that is not a sign that god is doing something mm -hmm. transformational okay that's just not. And sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. And we do get that on occasion. People yeah. fall over, people shake, um, they experience um, different types of manifestations right. of God. Um, but what I've come to realize, and it, it's kind of interesting how I feel like the Lord kind of set us up with this a little bit, was that we're in New England. Um, so there um, at times can be a little bit of pride. Um, a that, just a that little bit I'm like, <laughs> like I, I am not going to fall down. Like, yes. even if that guy tries to push me down, <laughs> I'm not going I down. am not going down. Okay. But, um, oh, and then of course, when we're in the Macy's, they're like, not only am I not going to be pushed down or fall down, I'm not going to fall down on this marble floor. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, but what happens is, is that, um, that uh, the majority of people that come down to the altar are desperate yes. for the Lord to actually do something. Yes. 
And so with a little bit of that reservation of like, I'm not going to just fall because, because falling is what you do. That's I'm right. not going to do that. Yeah. And honestly, I don't want to fall on the marble floor, but I'm so desperate for God to do something yes. that it actually takes them to the deeper place of so transformation. Good. And listen, there are times or seasons that people find themselves at the altar frequently. Yeah. But sometimes it generally, it's a season. Right. Um, it, and, and it's like because they're in a place where the Lord is doing something or they are desperate to see the Lord bring some sort of transformation in some area of their life. And they will continue to pursue him until they see breakthrough in that area. Mm. And then they're just not at the altar as much right. Um, right. because they received freedom and until they have enough. And then, but they know this is a safe place I can go. That's so good. And, um, and so. And it's like, it's also making me think of what Jesus taught about when he was teaching about prayer he says, you know, don't don't go out on the street corners where everybody can see you. Yeah. Go to your room, close the door, and yeah. pray to your heavenly Father who always sees you. Yes, yeah. you know, and and I think that that that's where we're really getting into the meat. It's like, what's your spiritual relationship with Christ? How are you walking in these disciplines? Yeah, how are you? Yeah. How is He sustaining mm -hmm. you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, and yeah, so shifting into that meat, I know that um, there's something that's so amazing about our culture here at our church. Again, you could be new to our church or been here for as long as I have. Um, we expect to hear from the Lord. Yes. There's yes. an expectation yes, there is. that God will show up. There's an expectation yeah. that God is going to speak and he may speak directly to me, to my heart. Or he may speak through someone praying with me at the altar. He may speak to me through an elder who pulls me aside. He may speak to me through someone that's greeting at the front door when yeah. we walk in on Sunday morning. Right. But there's an expectation. There is. And I have a yes. friend who operates in a similar ministry that I do. Um, and uh, she does a lot of like Zoom kind of like deliverance sessions. And we've had um, a few dozen HPCers go on. Um, and almost every single one that's gone on has received a prophetic word. Now, there may be 40, 50, 60 people from around the world on these Zoom sessions. Wow. And almost every HPCer ends up receiving a prophetic word because there's an expectation that we're going to meet the Lord, that we're going to receive freedom, and that we're going to hear from, the, from God. Mm. And so that expectation leads to that more mature place yes. where now the Lord can start doing the deeper work. And when we are pressing in and leaning in, we start moving from milk to the yogurt bites in the applesauce right. to <laughs> right. the Cheerios and then the mac and cheese. And then next thing you know, you're eating steak. Yes. You know, and so um, and so we I felt like um, Pastor Zach's message, um, it was very challenging. Yeah. Which is meat. Yes. It's very challenging. But yet at the same time, I know that this church um, is able to receive this message well, so because good. part of our culture is to press in. And to and to really go for, to the deeper place. Yeah, and I think it's so important too. If if me and and we talked about this earlier, you know, privately, and I want to bring it up here that when we look at milk versus meat, there's really two parts there. It's really what are there's the leadership end. What's the leadership presenting? And then there's the 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 receiving end. Like, what am I actually living out in my life? And so, if you're in a church and you're experiencing a word that's just milk, that's what Paul is saying. I could only feed you with this milk because that's all you could retain. That's all you could swallow. But here, getting this meat, you know, don't just say. Sometimes we talk to people and it's like that was way over my head. Well, that's why we have the breakdown. Like, take the time right. to make it bite size. Yeah. 
to say, okay, what was actually exactly. being communicated from the Spirit? You know, if we can get past the place of the Paul and the Apollos or the Pastor Zach or the next person, what is the Spirit saying? Yeah. Because there's a word for the church. And even if I have to break it down in bite size and say, okay, I know that there's something for me here. Yeah. Yeah. As a leader, that's what I definitely would encourage those that are desiring yeah. to, to understand more. Number one, um, the Holy Spirit will illuminate yes. scripture for yes. you. Yes. He will illuminate scripture. He will lead you to those deeper places. Um, sometimes it's just asking for him to do that for you. When you crack open your Bible or you are diving into your Bible study, just pause and say, Holy Spirit, like give me eyes to see and ears mm-hmm. to hear. And that um, is setting the table for the the meat. That is setting the table to be able to digest it. And Pastor Kurt, you're absolutely right. Um, if you, uh, one of the, as a leader, you see this where um, people might, someone might get really excited. You might get really excited about yeah. a particular study or a particular topic, um, or you just see Pastor Zach up there, or you see your, whatever your favorite preacher is, Stephen Furtick or Chris Valadin or whoever it is from Bethel Elevation or whatever, whatever ministry, the Potter's House. And you see this pastor or this preacher who has 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years Mm. of pastoring experience and studying the word, get up there and very eloquently with, with like hundreds of tons of heavy revelation, be able to present a word. And you say, Mm. I want to be that. Mm. I want that depth. And so you just order, you go to an all you can eat steak buffet, you go to the Nordic (laughs) lodge and you just get a plate stacked this high with steak and expect to just devour it all. Yeah, you're yeah. It, you're not going to be able to do that. No, and so um, and so what Pastor Kurt said is exactly exactly right. You just start one bite at a time. Right. You cut it down into into bite sized pieces that you are able to digest. Um, and the more you do that, the more you will be able to eat larger pieces. Yeah. Um, yeah. and actually, uh, and not get sick while you're doing it, but like you know the food analogy. Um, but be able to actually digest it, and it's it is edifying to your spirit. Right. I, I was actually, I was thinking about this today. Um, this you know when we think about because reading the word like that is our spiritual meal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. But the meal looks different as we as as we grow in Christ. You know, with with kids. I remember like being in Sunday school, the focus when you were a little kid was let's just learn the stories. And maybe there was a little bit of an application, but it's let's get the stories in you. And yeah. then as as you as I progress, as we grow and mature in Christ, it's not so much about the stories. It's more about well, what's what's the meaning in the story? Mm-hmm. And then even the passages got smaller. Yeah. And it's like, oh, let's focus just in on these six verses. Yeah. What what is the spirit saying in these six verses? Yeah. 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 You know, I want to say too that it's a really good point that's coming up here because it is not about having awesome revelation. So this whole concept of understanding meat versus milk, it is not about the ability to articulate amazing revelation. Paul says, I claim to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ yeah. and him crucified. crucified. I did not come with enticing words of man's wisdom. And so this concept is so important to say, What's the purpose of the milk? The purpose of the milk is when you're young to get you to the place where you can actually digest the food. Like you were saying, Pastor John, the purpose of the meat is to edify your spirit so you can grow. It's not about revelation. Now, when you're catching that revelation, you're able to share. You know, uh, Peter writes about Paul and says, man, some of the things he writes are hard to understand. 
That's where we come back and say, let me break this up into bite-sized pieces. Yeah. Let me understand this. Well, Pastor Zach actually kind of harped on the prophetic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In all this message, which I actually loved um, because we, you know, being over all the prophetic ministries and we actually, our prophetic team met and talked about this recently. Oh, wow. Talked about revelation and about giving res- revelation and receiving revelation in, in prophetic words. And so he kind of harped on that because we are, we have a prophetic culture. Um and he talked a lot about even how people can hear and how technically everyone at some point has ears to hear, yeah. but it's how you receive that yes. and whether it's through our flesh or in our spirit. And this is a great gauge of maturity. Mm. And um, and so he really got in on that. And if anyone was you know trying to figure out what he was talking about, um, he's just saying how about us being led by the spirit and the more mature that you are, you're able to not just hear what the Lord is saying, or, right. or maybe even That's receive good. some kind of vision or have a dream, um, of, of the father's heart of what he's speaking. But then as it's processed in your spirit versus your soul, mm-hmm. and then how that actually comes out. Um, and so he kept talking in your flesh, your flesh and your flesh is like, you're not just your body, but it's like the, the combination of your soul and your flesh, your mind, your will, and your emotions, yeah. and your body yeah. and how it responds to, to life. Yeah. Um, and so, the mature Christian um, is able to not just hear the Lord, but it be able to respond to it in their spirit and not just their right. soul. And one of the examples he gave in first service, but not second service. So if you were in second, you missed this. He talked about doomsday prophets and how when they give a word of the Lord, um, maybe that one that could be very, have a lot of prophetic yeah. edge to it yeah. and talk about end times or something may, that may be grim that's happening mm-hmm. in our society when they give it, their interpretation from their flesh, it's very judgmental and condemning. But when they give it from their spirit, it's got redemptive purposes on it because that's the father's heart. And so, and then we can actually not just, we can leave, take those same points and start to apply it to other areas. Um, even just to life, when a storm happens in our life, Mm. we can respond to that storm out of our flesh Mm -hmm. and be judgmental, shake our fist at God and say, God, why, why me? Why are you doing this? If there really was a God or, when we process that storm through our spirit and we're on that firm foundation right. because we're eating meat, it's good. all of a sudden we're like, wait a minute, Lord, what are you trying to do in mm-hmm. this moment? Mm-hmm. And knowing that the father's heart is redemptive. Mm-hmm. So it's great. Yeah. When That's you were, when awesome. you were just talking, you were making me think of, you know, the book of Jonah. So Jonah is a prophet, but he still has so much of his flesh involved <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. as he's going to, I mean, at first he runs away, yeah. Yeah. but he heard from God, yeah. but his flesh is like, yeah, no. And then he goes to Nineveh and then he gives that doomsday prediction. Listen, it was a revival message. <laughs> it was repent or die. Yeah, it's that, that's it. I don't think he was looking to revive. <laughs> no, no, but the father was. The father that's was. Father that's was exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But 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 Jonah, he sits up on, on the hill. So he's like, I'm going to watch them burn. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and like God has spiteful. To, and God has to deal with that. And that that's our flesh. But the, the thing is, too, in that story is that God is so gracious yes. and so redemptive. Amen. He even gives shade to Jonah, oh, I re- regardless of how spiteful and rebellious he was. Right. And and that's, that's like, that's that's the father. That's love. That's, that's the father's that's father. heart. Well, and that to me is what brings me comfort because, you know, maybe when you're listening to this message, maybe you are getting convicted that you are operating in your flesh. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah. the truth is, if you belong to Christ, your spirit is alive in him. And it's his heart that 
everything comes into alignment. Yeah. And that's why, and that's why we're working together. That's why we have brothers and sisters in Christ is so that we can, we can walk as one because, you know, even in the passage in, in Corinthians, it was causing strife and divisions among, among them. And that was the big problem. Right. Right. And as I was listening to this as a leader, I'm trying to filter this message and process this message in my spirit. Yes. Saying what, what, where am I in this? Yeah. Um, and I felt like not only for, um, for the body of Christ or the believer to, to, um, uh, as, as a little bit of pushing and encouragement to move beyond, um, seeking the milk, but to rather try to seek digesting that meat, chewing on that meat and knowing that it's the Lord the, 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 that God is the one who's bringing the growth yeah, and not to focus on necessarily Amen. who's yeah. the one. Now Amen. there Good. is some discernment yeah, yeah, yeah. of where your meals yes. come yep. from. You got to make sure that's right. right. It's Absolutely. true. It's true. There is, there is discernment that's required. Um, but, um, but as a leader, I'm saying, okay, so where's my response to this? Yeah. Um, and one of my things that I was thinking about was man, as a leader, as a teacher in school of the spirit, as as the leader of, of a, a handful of ministries in our church, like I am responsible to provide meat, yeah, and and to to be able to teach in a way where even I have enough soft food on the plate that a baby Christian can eat, yeah, but also promote them to be able to try to 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 begin to eat food, um, and as a parent. You know, you're you're feeding your baby bottles, and then yeah. they get to the point where you start giving them those yogurt yes, bites and do. and the and the Gerber puffs cheese puff things. And you, your job as a parent is to graduate yes. your child yes. into eating mm-hmm. solid food, and then eventually teach them how to use a fork and then make their own meal. So yes. don't, you don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> so, um, so that's I, such a great listen, analogy. Listen, I, I have eight, seven and eight year olds at my house that can make their own mac and cheese now. So mm-hmm. I um, love just, it. Um, but like, it's our job as leaders, yeah. to prepare the meal and to actually train them how to a- yeah. actually be able to eat that meal. Well, it's, it's such just- a good point you're bringing up. And I, and I really love the spread of the plate. You're making sure that on your plate, knowing the difference of your child, let's take your children, you know, our children, yeah. you have different ages, you have different yeah. levels. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, we're going to have, you have the smashed yeah. food. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> here's, here's like a, a big, a chicken leg. And then now I have to cut some pieces of the breast that, that's right. so that you can use your hands and yeah. eat that. That's you know? right. And so uh, as a leader, we have to be able to understand who we're feeding and what they need fed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think, and I always think um, Pastor Jack, Zach does a great job of, presenting a, a meal apostolically yeah. that anywhere in your walk, there's something in it that the Lord is speaking to you. Mm. And many times it's stuff that he never even thought yeah. was the Lord was, was speaking. <laughs> um, but, um, but then again, him as a leader being led by the spirit and being able to process with the spirit instead of the flesh, he's able to actually present um, the word in a way that anyone can receive it. Mm. So, but. Luke, I want to jump on something that you shared a few moments ago. And it's like when we receive something that may be meat, we're hearing something that may be meat. Yeah. And and we think, oh, that's a bit that's a bit hard to swallow. That's a bit hard to chew. Not to walk away and not to feel like I can't handle that. And I don't really agree with that. But to allow the Holy Spirit, that's the sign of maturity, to allow the Holy Spirit, even if there's some correction in there, mm-hmm. because the purpose, you know, the, one of the things I've really been meditating on this, a lot this past year is that the Father corrects only those whom he loves. Right. You, if he didn't correct you, you'd be an illegitimate child. But yeah. the fact is he corrects you because he loves you Amen. for the purpose of what Amen. you were just talking about, yeah. revival and redemption. Mm-hmm. So as I'm sitting there on Sunday, I'm receiving, I'm, I'm going in, I'm like, man, like, 
God, there's some areas that of my life personally and, and professionally and ministry that I'm like, man, this is just, and I can almost get down like, oh, I'm never going to get there. But it's like, wait, wait, if the father's bringing correction, it's because there's an opportunity to grow. Yeah. So if I digest this meat, it's going to help me grow, mm-hmm. which yeah. I think is such a really important point to not, to not falter at that correction, but to receive it and to know that it comes with love. Right. And that's why I think it's so beautiful that we were talking about Jonah is that God was after him yeah, and God used him, but he also provided shade for him. And he was, you know, working out those kinks in Jonah's life. And that's the same for all of us, you know, just as a father, you know, guides his own children. So God guides us. Mm -hmm. We just have to be willing to submit to him and follow his promptings. Like I, I can talk about stories from my own life where I felt like I really want to grow more Mm -hmm. and I'd pray and it's, and it's like, okay, God usually tells you to like switch something up. Like, okay, now I don't want you to, I know you really enjoy listening to worship music, but with words, but now I'm calling you to a season where I want you to listen to instrumental music Mm. and listen to me, you know? And so my flesh would be like, yeah, but I like the words. Yeah, right. But my spirit is like, no, I want to hear from God and I want to go to that next level. And that's individual to me. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but I think that even, um, you know, I, I think about how people who are really into nutrition are usually gener- generally very aware of their body and what yeah. their body needs and will go through seasons where they're like, I'm only eating greens right now, or I'm, mm-hmm. I'm allowing myself, I'm going on a, a keto diet or, and so they're, they don't starve themselves ever. Um, but they do maybe intermittent fast for a season or yeah. coming into the new year. And a lot of people detox, Yes, you know? And so they're like, man, I just like gorged myself from Thanksgiving through Christmas mm-hmm. and through new years. And I can, my body feels all junked up. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so they go into a, uh, a, a diet type of detox right. and they may juice or do whatever because they know what their body needs. And I think that when we continue to really press into um, hear his spirit, and to really understand what the spirit of God is doing um, with, in us yes. and wanting to do through us, so true. Amen. we become Amen. in tune with what we need. Yeah. And so, and that's where it's like, man, we, we, maybe I need to like pick up a book on this, right. or I need to take a class in school of spirit, or I need to do a heart or soul study because right. like, I, I need th- to add this into my right. diet, yes. even if right. it's just for a season to get my body back functioning mm-hmm. the way it needs to be. Right. Um, and so, and I just, I'm going to refer a little bit to, um, to uh, Pastor Zach and Ashley's podcast, Our House A to Z. Um, last Friday, um, they talked about this book, Spiritual Authority, that we've all been reading. Um, and it's a lot to digest. Yeah. Like it's not for a baby Christian or for a new Christian. It's a lot to, di- to digest. And I was even listening to an audio on Audible, going back and reading it on Kindle while listening mm-hmm. to it again, and then reading through it again, just to try to digest mm-hmm. everything. But the word that um, Pastor Zach used in his podcast on Friday was resistance. Mm-hmm. And when you were talking about how the Lord challenges us, and many times there is a resistance, you know, and even when people work out physically, you can lift weights and focus on certain areas of your body to gain strength. Um, but there's a type of training called resistance training where you use bands mm-hmm. and it actually yeah. uh, it's multifocal. It hits all different core body parts or muscle groupings and it helps you gain overall balanced strength yeah. instead of just focusing on, I'm going to do my triceps today, right. and legs, legs training. tomorrow, yeah. isolation. Yeah. 
but rather that resistance training mm -hmm. um, offers a more complete balance mm -hmm. type of workout to gain strength. And when you start eating meat and really pursuing the Lord to get into the depth of his scripture and to really understand um, what the father's heart is and to be able to process that with your spirit, there is a thing of resistance that begins to build strength in your body. And there's also resistance from the yeah. enemy too, yeah. because yeah. Yeah. he wants to encourage you to go back to the milk. That's it. Because I, I'm like convinced um, that Satan doesn't necessarily really care how many people get saved. He cares more about the people that are able to walk in freedom and fulfill yeah. God's purpose in their life Amen. because that I actually agree. produces yeah. disciples mm -hmm. sure of the does. kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And so we can have services where 500 people got saved and he's going, great, great. <laughs> you know, but then, but when 400 of them actually rise up yeah. and begin to mature in the right. Lord yep. and, and seek healing and deliverance and, and they now begin to walk in freedom, fulfilling not just the Great Commission, but the purposes that are mm -hmm. on their life because they're maturing in the Lord and they're able to actually eat that meat and consume the 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 meal when, I mean, the, the most difficult mm -hmm. meal that you can eat is when Jesus says to his disciples, yeah. you would eat eat of my flesh and drink mm -hmm. of my blood. Yes. And that that is, re we resist that. Oh, yeah. Um. But but when we're able to get to a place where we say, no, like I will participate in his suffering and I will do this for the kingdom and for not just for my growth, but for the advancement of the mm. kingdom of God. That's, it. that's, that's when it. the enemy will also resist yeah. in the process of that, too. So, so true. Yeah. So I have one question. Yeah. Because um, just going back to the scripture where, you know, he talks about they're in these camps where they have their favorite teachers. Is it wrong for us to have a favorite teacher or, no. or to have someone that we enjoy? No. Okay. I don't think it's wrong at all whatsoever. We just, we can't rely that our every single meal comes from that. That's person. it. That's Amen. It. Because at the end of the day, yeah. what happens is we begin to glorify that person right. instead of the Lord. That's right. And so again, we, but the opposite side of that is I have 18 YouTube preachers that I, and I, and I just pick and choose from every single one of them. And yeah. I, you know, like. I don't believe that's healthy either. No, it's not. Um, I, I, but I'm not opposed to you have a handful of people that truly feed you. Yeah. You know, and, um, and, and I love in really healthy churches and healthy ministries. Um, there are different, um, giftings that are operating. Um, and so like, like I love, and I'll just use Bethel church, for example. I, I really appreciate the ministry that Bethel church has to offer globally. Yeah. Um, and I love um, Bill Johnson. Like, mm -hmm. I love him. But I actually prefer Chris Valadin because he's a prophetic teacher and I'm a prophetic teacher. So right, he right. speaks my language. Mm -hmm. But their DNA is similar because of what the Lord has deposited there. And so even here at our church, we have awesome teachers, awesome leaders. We have great elders. Yeah. And we all have a DNA of what the Lord is doing here. Yeah. And some people might prefer Pastor Kurt's preaching on a Sunday morning over Pastor Zach's. Or they might love it when Pastor Daniel gets up on a Tuesday and shares his heart and praise. Or when Pastor Wally gets up and talks about discipleship and yeah. shepherding and yeah. seeing men set right. free. Right. They may love that yeah. and eat that up. That's right. But it really is the culmination of what the Lord is doing. And there, it's okay to have a favorite yeah. and to lean a little yeah. bit towards that because true discipleship is you teach what you know, but you reproduce who you are. And the goal as a leader is to reproduce who you are in those that are being raised up underneath you. And that's not a bad thing. Right. Yeah. Um, but you just have to be careful to not 
be like King James only or right. this past blinded pastor, blinded by the differences. Stephen Furtick yeah. only and yeah. everyone else yeah. is blasphemy. And it's like, well, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's not the body of Christ. That's not the kingdom of God. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. and I really like what you're presenting because you see it here at HPC. You see a balanced diet. Yeah. And, and that's really awesome. So yeah. it has been great. To have you today, hey, man. It's awesome. Absolutely you get to come fantastic. back. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, I get to come back. Oh, absolutely. Maybe next time I'll get a mug. <laughs> you are broke down, man. Hey, would you close us out in prayer? Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. Uh, Lord God, um, we are so honored to um, be able to worship you um, in this place together. Mm. Um, Lord, I am always amazed at how you have brought... Um, this church together and how you birthed this church. Um, it is always just amazing to me to watch um, how you move supernaturally in spite of us. Um, and so God, I'm just so um, honored even tonight to be able to sit here next to um, Pastor Kerr and to Luke and just to be able to talk about you and about your word and how you um, just use us and desire to use us, Lord God. And I will never fully understand why your plan is to use us to see your kingdom come, but mm. um, but we are so honored. We're so grateful and we say yes. And Lord, I pray that you stretch us, God, that you bring that resistance into our lives to help us grow, to become balanced and to become strong, to fulfill the purposes and the plans that you've placed in every single one of us, Lord God. So I thank you um, from every new believer walking into this place to even the most seasoned believer, Lord God, I know that you have a meal for them, Lord God. And um, Lord, may we always be expecting to come in and sit down and and uh, eat at your table, yes. and um and Lord that that you uh, feed us the meal that we need, that your Spirit provides the nourishment that we need, and Lord God as we um as we just um fellowship together, break bread together, but more importantly that we commune and break bread with you. So God, I thank you for this opportunity. And Lord, I pray that this week as we go forward, that we will um, stretch ourselves and challenge ourselves to eat of a meal um, that goes deep and nourishes us mm. for your honor and for your namesake. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 All right, folks, I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. And that's the breakdown. And I'm John. <laughs> and I'm broke. <laughs> See you next week.